Let's pray together. Holy God, having fed us at your table today, we come boldly before you with the needs not only of our hearts, but of others as well. We bring before you the concerns that distract us from following you. We bring before you illnesses and hardships. Father, we just ask that you would work in marvelous ways to glorify your holy name. Father, we give you thanks in Christ's name. Amen. Michael, do you have a microphone? No? Hey, I guess it's my chance. Anything you want to know about Mike, he can't, uh, he doesn't know. <laughs> of course, there's all those stories he couldn't, he told me I couldn't tell you. Like uh, when he was six and seven, he used to charge the other kids uh, to take tours of my study after church. And I'm just uh, <laughs> always the entrepreneur, right? Yeah. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you uh, for the invitation today. Our scripture lesson this morning is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 22 through 30. (laughs) Then came the feast of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you. But you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the word of the Lord. When you were a, a little kid, did you uh, ever get into one of those shouting matches with a little guy or a girl next door? Uh, maybe it was your best friend, and one of them would say, my dad's bigger, better, stronger, taller, richer, and wiser than your dad. Oh yeah? Well, my dad's hand is bigger than your dad's hand. In a sense, That's precisely what Jesus was saying to the Jews gathered around him at the temple in Jerusalem that day thousands of years ago at the Feast of Dedication. My dad, he said, God the Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, actually has a bigger, stronger, and more secure hand than your dad, Satan, the father of lies, the evil one. The difference of what Jesus spoke that day was an eternal difference. Now, which of your two hands is stronger? The one you use for writing, opening jars, or whatever? Hold it up. Whichever hand is stronger, okay? Now, cup your fingers, if you would. What can you hold in your hand? Water, sand, sugar, shampoo, a full-size limo, your house, Money for your next meal, the hand of a child about to fall off a cliff, a precious stone or a piece of jewelry, a picture of someone you love, a golf ball or a basketball. You know, some things you can hold securely, some things you can hold not at all, and other things you can only hold momentarily, just getting a a short grip. Your hand has limitations as to what it can hold. 
Has your hand lost strength and its gripping ability because of an accident, an injury, a pulled muscle, carpal tunnel syndrome, arthritis, or even age? Now picture a very large hand. Picture God's hand. It's a very strong hand with a very roomy palm. And when the fingers are cupped, nothing, nothing can fall out of God's hand. It is totally unaffected by age, by injury, by accident, by weariness, or even the despairing rebellion of a sinful humanity. It is the hand which uh, shaped the stars and then flung them into space. It's the hand which carved the shorelines of the oceans, uh, of the earth's oceans, the tiny ponds in a farmer's field. It's the hand which sculpted mountains and has painted a million rainbows, sunrises, and sunsets through the years. It's a hand which twitched with the eagerness to act, but remained resolutely still while the father's own son was beaten and ridiculed and hung on a cross. It is the hand which fashions and shapes each new developing fetus. It is the hand which invisibly holds the hand of a scared five-year-old on that very first day of kindergarten, and the same hand which holds an 87-year-old as they walk in the door of that nursing home. It's the hand which held Daniel in the lion's den and three Hebrew children in a fiery furnace. This hand held the baby Moses in a basket in the river and held David when he faced the giant Goliath. It's the hand which securely held Stephen, the first martyr of the Christian church. The father's hand is so immense, it can cradle the universe It's so sensitive, it can hold a newborn baby. It is an awesome hand. Do yourself a favor. Sometime, set aside a little time and read through Hebrews chapter 11, that great hall of fame of faith. And picture every one of those individuals that is mentioned dwelling secure in the palm of God's hand, whatever it was they experienced. And don't neglect those verses, the last half of 35 through 38, there are no names mentioned. It says others were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in desert and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. And not one of them was lost from God's almighty hand. Not one. See, the world can be awfully cruel. Sometimes it's not fair and it's certainly not just. Sometimes there are just terrible things that even God's people are called to experience. But God's hand is far greater than them all. Picture that hand, open and large. Picture yourself standing on the hand, walking, running, jumping, doing cartwheels, and never, ever worrying about falling off. Picture yourself sitting on that hand, 
serene, at rest, working, playing, and living all of life. Picture yourself lying down on that hand, fully at rest, sleeping with the peacefulness of a newborn baby, secure and cradled, all in the Father's hand. That is the hand that's holding you at this very moment. That is the hand which has been the strength and the shelter of your life every moment of every day. That is the hand that gives you hope, hope that is eternal. Now, there are two important terms relating to this hand. The first term is justification, and the second is sanctification. Sure, God is the creator of all things and has a creator relationship with every human being. But when that person accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, which is called justification, God assumes a fatherly relationship. The hand, God's hand, is the dwelling place of the justified. The Father's hand is also the arena of sanctification. Sometimes you need to picture the fingers spread out a little bit, a little bit little gaps in between there, not so that people can fall out, but in the process of sanctification by which God makes every believer more Christ-like every day, all that old crud and stuff just slips away through the fingers and is gone from our lives. And yet, not a soul is lost. Picture, if you will, your own life. Take a short trip uh, through memories, if you would. Spiritually, think about the valleys of your struggles, your failures, your doubts and fears, those unbelievable mountaintop experiences, the growing and the serving and the worshiping, and throughout the whole span of your years, it's all experienced in the security of God's mighty hand. Think about celebrations you've been to. Or maybe you've been the guest of honor. There have been births and birthday parties and graduations and showers and weddings and anniversaries and vacations and holidays, milestones throughout the course of your life. Every one of those events has been celebrated in the palm of God's eternal hand. Think about the storms of life. Money storms, illnesses, family troubles and uh, disappointments, missed opportunities, betraying friends, death and grief, hurts and emptiness, natural disasters, accidents, and throughout the years of your life, it is always the Father's hand gripping you secure. Think about your own death. A dark, shadow-filled valley, the unknown. And throughout the course of that valley, we've already read, God is already there, holding you securely in the very palm of his hand. Paul said it so well, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the hand, and it's holding you securely. There is nothing, nothing, which you can experience, which can remo- remove you from the hand of God. 
It is the hand, it is in that hand that you are secure, eternally <laughs> secure. What experiences have you had when you were so startled or shocked, surprised or frightened that you actually dropped something you were holding in your hand? Maybe something that was very, very important or something that was extremely valuable to you. And yet in that moment when that surprise came, <clears throat> there it goes. Maybe it was smashed forever. Or maybe you were trying to uh, loosen that uh, rusty nut and it just wouldn't give. And you poured uh, WD-40 or whatever on it and all the energy you could get. Maybe you had a friend give you a hand. All of a sudden, boom, it let go. And when it let go, you were, the wrench went flying. You couldn't even hang on to it. Nothing. Nothing can startle the father in any way so that he suddenly loses grip or jerks his hand and you tumble out nothing. Thanks be to God. And you know what? It doesn't matter where you are. You could be in Argentine or you could be in India or in a day or two you could be in an airplane flying from one to the other. You could be at Disney World or Afghanistan. You could be at school or play. You could be at work. You could be at home. You could be someplace wonderful or someplace absolutely despicable. Any place. God's hand holds you and will hold you secure at every single moment. I could use uh, help from a couple people to pass something out. Now, what you're receiving is a picture of a hand. And you don't have to do it right now, but sometime I'd like you to actually write your name or paste your picture in the palm of that hand. Okay? Remind yourself that what we read from John chapter 10 about Jesus saying this, of the, talking about the security of the Father's hand, not losing one, he was literally talking about you. It's right to put your name in the Father's hand. He was speaking about you being secure wherever you are and whatever it is that you might experience. In Scripture, the right hand held the sword. What did the left hand hold? The shield. It was the hand of protection. And you dwell, I put the left hand there, you dwell behind that shield that God is holding. And he is keeping you safe and secure in the midst of the evil that Satan brings into our world and into our lives. Revelation 7 tells us that not even... And some people, you know, I really get undone about this. Revelation 7 says that not even the tribulation shall be able to separate you from God's own hand. And not even terrorists can, for that matter. Thanks be to God. Uh, I quoted before from Romans 8. assures us that everything in life, every power, every force, 
every circumstance is subject to the sovereignty of God's almighty hand. Even death, Paul said. God's hand is victorious. Thanks be to God. And it's God's hand that's holding you. You need, when you get home or wherever, and put that, your name there or your picture, wherever, put it someplace where you can look at that often. Be reminded, God is holding me at this moment, on this day, wherever I am. Because the truth is, we're human, we're frail, we're finite, we hurt, we fail, we die. But for those who trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it is all experienced in the confines of God's almighty hand. You ever think about God's hand? Strong, calloused, it works hard, firm, gentle, soft, caring, and eternal. We struggle with changing mores of our lives. We struggle with our own fickleness and our failed good intentions. We struggle with constant change and social upheaval. But in God's steady hand, we are ever secure and always free. Jesus was right, you know. His dad's hand is bigger and stronger and better than the hand of the evil one who hassles us every single day. Take the picture of the hand that you were given. Let it represent God's hand. Place your name or your picture in the palm or someone you love and live there every moment. Be sure and look at, look at it often. You need to memorize Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 24. O sovereign Lord, it says, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand. And also uh, memorize uh, Psalm chapter 20 and verse 6. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He answers that one from his holy heaven with the saving power of his right hand. You know, even at the table, even at the table, God holds us and feeds us of his great and eternal love. Are you dwelling in the Father's hand today? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you that you hold us in the palm of your hand. Thank you that nothing can dislodge us. Nothing can startle you so you drop us. Nothing can frighten us. Or drive us away. Help us to picture ourselves daily in your hand. So that we can be free to live as your children in this world. Help us to attract others to your hand. That they might find life in Jesus himself. We give you the praise and the thanks. In Jesus name. Amen.